0: Someone in red, in he to oh, he's it! From and it goes towards the,
1: goal for him. the This could be the most
0: dramatic story of the season. It's Torres. Oh! To get- Welcome to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Weekend, and with me, as always, is Professor Logan Stump.
2: The professor. They used to have that nickname in, like, sporting games, and I used to use it just because I
0: was
2: like, (laughs) it's the only one that sounds cool.
0: It is a weird, you know, some of the choices they give you in, like, FIFA or the show or 2K, NBA, you know, there'll be, like, uh, some real weird nicknames uh in there for you that i'm like would an announcer ever actually just be like now it's to the professor like do we do that for anybody the answer is the only one i've ever heard them in
2: game like al iverson like he's the only one that i ever knew they called him
0: but it wouldn't be every time right no Here go, here's no. iverson right like for this yeah, it's no. like if you put it in the game it, that's what you're known as that's it it's that's true. all they're gonna that's all they're gonna call you um i can't imagine that uh, and we have Matt Hartgrove here as well. The uh, oh, concierge? I don't know. What? What are you? <laughs> Ooh, I don't
1: know. In video games? Uh,
0: yeah. What would you choose in a video
1: game? You know, it's had to give a it's crazy. Is that I could never? They always have like those little, like these are what we can say. And for some yes, crazy yeah. reason, out of all the names, Matt is never one of them. Is it Matthew? That is an option No, no? It, it doesn't even say Matthew. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, so weird. Like, uh, like in I play F one. And they have some of the like craziest names, but they don't have Matt. And so I think I just go by. I think one of them's even like the cowboy. They'll be willing to call you, but not very
0: American. <laughs> F <F1> one there. Um, <laughs> I I they always have. Uh, I, I I try to get it as close as I can to mine. So they do have Jordan on on mine. And in FIFA and the show, they will have Wiggins. W-I-G-G-I-N-S. And <laughs> no, no, no. people sometimes call me that anyway because they don't know how to pronounce it. So that's what I do for my sound option when I can. Uh, no nicknames for me. Uh, I don't know what I would choose. Probably, you know, the the greatest. Uh, the greatest person to ever live. Can we get that in there? <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sure they have that. It makes sure it sound like great. I have such a huge ego, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but Logan, how's this Tuesday afternoon handling? Uh, how are you handling this Tuesday afternoon? Better than you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so far.
2: <laughs> uh, no, it's it's good. Um, I don't know. There's there's days where I like have like them taking like written assessments in school, um, and they're like really boring days for me because I just grade stuff. So I'm just sitting there like grading and watching them try not to crumble underneath the pressure of school. So. I don't know. Pretty relaxing day, and I came home and ate pizza really quick before I jumped on. And it's been pretty relaxing week so far. I had I saw Matt on Friday. It's like a it's like a cool thing I get to see Matt on. And it's a horror night. Yeah, it's not like you guys it's live
0: awful. near each other or anything. Pretty
1: close, yeah. I guess. Yeah, we went to we went to Halloween horror nights. It was it was horrifying. It was terrifying.
0: That sounds terrible. Um, and then, <laughs> Matt, how how was your uh, how was your Tuesday? <laughs>
1: Uh, pretty good. Went to uh, grocery store. You know, I did that, that yesterday. I that did so that me? yesterday. So, yeah, I've done, I've, I've done a lot of. Uh, honestly, like the last couple of weeks has felt very, uh, like I'm trying to get a word. I used a word earlier, but like it just felt like everything was going quickly. Um, between flying up to Maryland, driving, I'm my brother's party.
0: Time flies when you're having fun,
1: right? Yeah, it's been it was a nice two days off. So because I'm off Monday, Tuesday. I know you guys have normal. Oh normal. yeah. I that you <laughs> oh yeah.
0: These weird off days.
1: Oh yeah. Um,
0: did you know soccer has finally made it in America? I was
2: wondering when it was going to
0: come uh, over here. Ted Lasso won a lot of Emmys, and on People Magazine's website is this news story. You guys all remember Hulk. The Brazilian soccer player. I remember the green mm-hmm. guys. fascist
1: things. Uh, no, that's not him.
0: So here's a headline. I had to pull it up because it, it popped up on my news feed, and uh, this this tells you where we're at with with soccer in America. You're on People Magazine. Brazilian pro soccer player. That's Hulk. Expecting baby with his wife. All right, pretty normal headline. There, Maybe. Who is the niece of his ex-wife? Hmm. Excuse me? So I think we're having a better Tuesday than Hulk's ex-wife. Uh, so let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's, talk about. <laughs> let's talk about it. It's just an odd story, isn't it? Like, Because uh, that means it was probably his niece by marriage, right? And then you have the odd situation of uh, they're still in the family, right? So... He's already got three kids with his ex-wife. He's having a fourth child with his ex-wife's niece. So uh, I don't know why People Magazine decided to publish that today, but uh, they cared. They cared enough about soccer to share that story. So we're moving up. Moving up in the world here. Um, I had to click it, too, because I couldn't tell who it was about first. And I was like, is it like some like... You know, like third tier Brazilian pro soccer. No, it's Hulk, right Hulk actually, it's actually Hulk. So that's pretty interesting. <laughs> huh. But to start us off here, we had Newcastle United versus Leeds United on uh, Friday. And this game finished 1 1. Rafina in the 13th minute with a really good goal. And then helping out my fantasy team was San Maximin uh, getting me a goal and helping me get a victory in our fantasy draft league. So I think I'm in fifth place in that. Uh, AJ is killing it. He's all the way at the top with like 12 or 15 points and everybody else is way below him. So
1: I forgot that there was a game on Friday till it started and I've been doing some defense and midfield shifting uh, oh, like week by week. And so I, I saw the game start and I went, oh, well.
0: Well, <laughs> it, it still hasn't like – it's not as consistent as as last year, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we had yeah. one every Friday. It has not been that way, and we haven't had one every Monday either. So, right. it's just kind of like I don't I don't know when it's going to be that way. Um, so you're right. I was I mean I was working in the office that day, so I could not even catch a glimpse of it while I was going on. Um, but uh, yeah, draw one one. Uh, Leeds finished with sixty five percent possession. With 1.43 XG, 22 shots to 17 for Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle actually put up a pretty good fight here with the 17 shots. Finishes 1-1, and that puts Newcastle uh, still in 18th place. They're not going much farther, but Leeds is in 17th place with three points. So they're very close to each other right there. Um as uh, we're really starting to see the shakeup at the bottom. We're starting to really see how that's going to play out for the season, I think. Um, we also had Brentford B. Wolves uh, 2-0, uh, an Ivan Toney uh, penalty in the 28th minute, and-, and Boimo in the 34th minute. A red card for Brentford in the 64th minute from Shandon Baptiste, second yellow, Second yellow, only five minutes apart from his first yellow, so didn't really get the caution, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. from there. But Brentford is also going to win 7 nothing today over Oldham in the Carabao Cup. So Brentford having a great start to their season. They are in ninth place in the league, and like I just said, they just won huge result for your Bs, Matt. What do you think here for Brentford?
1: I... I really enjoyed watching them play. I watched that game um, before, or as much as I could before I left uh, to go meet up with Logan. But it's, they're fun. They are the exact opposite of last year's three relegated teams. Um, they're kind of on the similar boat, I think, as Leeds, where they're just kind of a new team that likes to play attack minded. Um, but they also play together. And it's it, it's, it was actually really enjoyable. Even on the Wolves end of it, were, they were fun to watch. And I, I think that is something that some of the Premier League games have been missing, especially last year. There felt a lot of defensive. So seeing teams like Brentford come up and actually try to win and score, has just been fun. Um, and they, they look like they know what they, they're doing. They look like they belong. Um, and I, I have to assume if you speak to a Brentford fan – if you ask them that if this is what they would have after, what is it, five games, I think they would probably be overjoyed because I don't yeah. think they probably expected this much. But to get a couple of wins, um, I think their one loss was – I think Brighton beat them at the very end. I don't even think it was an early goal. I think they lost to Brighton uh, maybe – 90th, 90th minute. minute. Yeah. Yeah, so I yeah, obviously we, we'll see how it goes. They have to still go through the rough challenges of I feel like December – November and December yeah. is where you can really start to struggle with, a, especially a newer team, if they're getting used to the physicality. But right now, I don't see any reason to think they're going to have to worry about a relegation fight if they continue it this.
0: Logan, what I think here is, like Matt's saying, with not having to probably get into a relegation fight, picking up points when you can at the beginning of the season. They're up to ninth place. They have eight points. That puts them six points ahead of Newcastle, which is only two two wins. But with the way Newcastle, Burnley, and Norwich are playing, it feels pretty safe. Um, but you know, if the goal is forty points, you're already at eight, only needing another, uh, you know, what uh, 30, 32 points uh, to get there. So you're almost a fourth of the you're a fourth of the way. Uh, you have. No, you're not fourth of the way there. You'd be a fourth of the way there if it was 34 points that you needed. But regardless, you're doing pretty well for Brentford. But uh, they win that game over Wolves. Wolves, not – what did you expect from Wolves this season, Logan? As They lose Nuno, uh, but Raul Jimenez is back. Uh, but uh, so far they're not doing so hot. They're in 16th place. One win and four losses for Wolves.
2: Yeah, I think the biggest thing with Wolves was Nuno leaving. Um, when you look at coaches with experience in the Premier League and, and good, good on Tottenham for getting somebody with such good experience, um, because I think Nuno has the capabilities of being a really good coach um, in a lot of the Premier League teams just because of how talented he is. And it seems like he knows how to adjust to the league better than most. Um, I mean, he was taking a Wolves team that I think you might be seeing a little bit of it. I, I think you're taking, he's, t- he's taking Wolves maybe a little higher than they probably deserve to be just because of his coaching tactics and the way that he's able to kind of break things down. Um, Because I I think they, they can easily be scored on. Um, I think that's always been kind of their Achilles heel is just trying to, you know, stop the attack coming their way because they're great on the counter when you've got Treore, when you've got uh, Podence, when you've got guys like that, uh, Nelson Samedo, I mean, all good attacking players coming up from the back. Um, So I think their biggest thing is trying to, anchor that defense with Connor Cody, but Connor Cody's just not had enough around him. And I think that's starting to be one of their problems this year. I think you're going to see a lot of issues when it comes to their back line. Um, Can they defend some of these better premier league teams? Um, When you look at Wolverhampton, just because, you know, they're going up against some of the top teams and they're, they're just not performing well enough. They don't score enough to get into one of those, you know, shootouts. So I, I think that that's a big issue for, for Wolves. And I think that, um, I don't know. I think that Laj has a has a huge task ahead of him. I think Wolves has a has a really tough task ahead of them. And I think you might see them. I mean, realistically, I think the spot that they're in, right, just above the relegation point. I think that that's a pretty realistic spot right now, just because of the
0: way they're playing. All right, Arsenal beat Burnley as they score what? This is their second goal of the season
1: uh, for <laughs> yeah.
0: Arsenal. Um, yeah, two goals in the season that puts them though in 13th place as they have two back-to-back one nil victories, uh, to help get them there. Martin Odegaard scoring a free kick. This free kick had a 0.09 XG and he converted that with his left foot, uh, you know, around the top of the box with the, you know, the, the D at the top of the box there. Um, but overall, they finished with a 1.02 XG as Burnley edges them with 1.07, 55% possession for Arsenal. As now they seem to be climbing out of that hole. Uh, you know, I didn't think they were ever going to get relegated anyway, but after three straight losses, they, ra- you know, rattle off two straight wins that now puts them in a good spot to. I mean, they're tied with Leicester, they're tied with Watford on points. Uh, they're only. Uh, th- four points off of Man City at this point. So Arsenal now, you know, uh, gathering themselves and, and making the push. Uh, did anybody have anything to say about Arsenal before we move on to Liverpool?
2: Uh, I guess it's improving. <laughs> like it's getting better. It, well, there was pretty bad to start with. So I think that any kind of improvement's getting, I mean, Martin Odegaard, though, like I, I feel like that's finally one signing that they can be proud of that's actually worked out well in their their eyes, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, It like Logan said, it's improvement.
0: <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, just a sec. Okay, uh, Liverpool three, Crystal Palace nil. Sadio Mane scoring in the forty-third minute. Uh, Mosala in the 78th minute and an Abby Kaita in the 89th minute with a rocket of a goal. Um, put this one to bed as Crystal Palace lose 3 0. And we end up with uh, 60% possession for Liverpool, 2.29 XG to 0.64 for Crystal Palace, 25 shots to 13. Go in the way of Liverpool there. That Naby Kaito one goes at a point zero two xg. Um, it was nice. Yeah, the Mosala <laughs> goal is a .17. and or uh, was it? Hold on, actually, the Mosala was yeah point zero one seven, and then the uh, Mane one point two nine. But yeah, the, the Kaito one was the best of the bunch there. And that puts Liverpool top of the league with Chelsea. Everything is the same: uh, games played, wins, draws, losses, goal differentials, goals scored, goals conceded, points. Uh, everything's the same, so they're listed as alphabetical order. So Chelsea comes first, then Liverpool. So is
1: that really? Is that like could could that happen at the end of the season? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I believe that's one of the tiebreakers. I don't know. <laughs>
1: That'd be an awful way to lose. <laughs> I, I'm sure that, th-
0: I, I think actually the last, like if it comes to a decision, I think it's a coin toss is actually the last. Yeah, I think it but, is. But putting them in the table right now, it's it's alphabetical.
2: Might as well be alphabetical at that point.
0: That's what, like, I always love when the <laughs> Orioles are, uh, you know, tied for first place on everything because it puts them first because of the BAL. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, not sure how that would work in, in that sport, though. but then it's been a was,
2: while since that's happened. But. but,
0: yeah, they said it's been a long time since this has happened this way because it's just so rare for everything to go the same way, I same imagine. amount of goals scored. Um, mm-hmm. And, actually, as I'm going through here, it happened in the same order, too. We had 3-0 Chelsea over Crystal Palace. 3-0 Liverpool over Norwich. <clears throat> 2-0 Chelsea over Arsenal. 2-0 Liverpool over Burnley. Then the draw, 1-1-1-1. Then the 3-0 Aston Villa-Chelsea. 3-0 liverpool Leeds. 3-0 Chelsea-Tottenham. 3-0 Liverpool-Crystal Palace. So they did it in actually the same order as well, which is... So if you know what would be... You know, it'd be even crazier if they scored all those goals in the same minutes. Um, that would be like the next tiebreaker. That's the next tiebreaker. Like who scored first? Right.
2: <laughs> if you're gambling person. Uh, you just got to figure out what the score is going to yeah,
0: be. Yeah, yeah. Once you, yeah, once you know what if Liverpool play first, then you know what Chelsea's going to do right. uh, the next, yeah. the next game. Right. But Liverpool uh, flying high. Anything to share about your uh, Reds, um, Matt? Hi.
1: Not really. They're just, they just—they look incredibly solid, attack-wise and defense-wise. So, yeah, it's exciting. Hopefully, they can—if they can stave off injuries, I—I I don't see why they can't fight City and Chelsea all season. Um, actually, Palace, even though they lost, even just like uh, Wolves, both of those teams went from kind of dull, long ball, sit back teams to new coaches coming in and they actually look, they look fun. Like it, even if you're a fan and you watch, I'm obviously Wolves. I'm palace fans. I only know a palace fan, but even he said, you know, it they're even when they've lost, it hasn't been like a dull game they've actually went out and tried to attack and he's actually really enjoyed that. So it's, it, it's fun to see even some of those teams that we've been watching have different mindsets this year, which it just makes it more fun.
0: Does it work for Crystal Palace though? They've lost two games 3 0. I mean, so like while well, they might be attacking, they're getting kind of. Uh...
1: Well, what what teams have they lost to 3 0?
0: Chelsea and Liverpool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they beat
0: Tottenham so, 3 0. Remember last week? That was. Honestly, was and early.
1: even before the red card, they looked better than Tottenham. So that's that's where I think the gap between the top four teams is that substantial where I, I do fully believe you're going to watch them consistently roll over teams, even, even ones that are improving, or, you know, you might see say like an Everton get beat by a Leeds or get beat by a wolves. But then I just, I don't think those teams have what it takes to beat the other four. I just think the talent gap between the top four and the rest of the 16 is that substantial that it's going to be a fun season, but also, you have to realize you almost have to play a perfect game to beat those teams. It's just, it's too hard to not. That's, that's what happened. Palace played just as well as Liverpool, but Liverpool had three moments of world-class players doing world-class things. And that's, that's going to be the difference is they have the talent and the consistency to, to just beat teams up pretty easily by the end, by the end score line.
0: Manchester City nil, Southampton nil. Not much to talk about here. Uh, Red card was overturned for Kyle Walker.
1: Got a little lucky there.
0: Stats, 64% possession for City. Uh, 16 shots, but neither of these teams had an XG above uh, 1.0 or even matching 1.0. What's your thoughts on, on this one, Logan, here? Manchester City... Uh, have faltered twice in this opening stretch while Chelsea and Liverpool and United uh, are all tied on points. Um, what what are your thoughts here? You're, uh, City is three points back, which obviously they can make up no problem. They still have only conceded one goal. But uh what's your thoughts to start out the season here?
2: I don't know. There, there's times where I guess City just look like, and this is why they lose Champions League games. This is why they do... Uh, a lot of things that are confusing under Pep. And then Pep gets mad at the fans because the, at the head's empty or something. I don't know. He seems to always have excuses for just not getting the team prepared to play. And I think part of that is City feel like they're a world-class team when they've not really done anything to prove that they're the top team in Europe yet. Um, they act like they do. Uh, and then sometimes I think it's a part of him too. He's, he's gotten into his mindset that he is lovely, that everybody wants to talk to him. Because, I mean, you've got uh, some of these smaller managers like Wickham that you know these managers are throwing praise at Pep and I think there's times where even he feels like he's better than everybody else and I think it becomes a point of like I'm not going to prepare myself or the team because I just expect us to go out and win with the talent we have and that's one of these instances where I thought Southampton came out with a game plan and it was to just shut city up and they did it was um you know home turf and, and that's just not something that you can do as a big team like that you can't because we could look back at this and Chelsea and Liverpool or United might win the league by three or four points. And this would be one of those games where you're like, man, wish you really could have had two games or two points there, two points more um, just because Southampton just smacked us in the mouth. Cause we were like going out there and I think they placent some... it's frustrating. So always got excuses.
0: So, you know, rich yesterday asked me while we were at the Phillies game, uh, uh, my thoughts on this Pep-Gordiola fans thing. I don't think Pep is wrong. I mean, they have a mm-hmm. Champions League game, uh, 16,000 empty seats. Yeah. But I think where it I come from is that I think it would be easier over here in the U.S. And what I mean by that is, like, you know, the chic bought Manchester City, which was not a big club, right? They were the little brother to Manchester United all those years. Soccer over in Europe, especially England, is so much of a generational thing and passing it down to the next generation um, and focusing on your local club that I think when they bought Manchester City and they're trying to make them this dominant thing, um, the reason why they still can't sell at the Etihad so one they made it too big thinking that people would just bandwagon yeah but two with the way that I think it is over there you know people have passed down Manchester United in their family you know all those times uh, you know the hardcore city fans go I'm sure some people jump ship from United to city when United was kind of faltering or whatever it happens right um but I think that might be. The main thing, like over here, we're used to that, right? We're used to somebody buying a team, funneling money into it, whether it's like a, you know, Yankees or, you know, a team over here, Cubs, you know, like whatever. Uh, People just get a new GM or they do a new philosophy. They start, Dodgers racking up people right now, which they hadn't done for a while. And now they have, like, now they're the Yankees type of situation. And we're used to that here where it kind of goes in those cycles, and I'm sure there's people that have bandwagoned to the Dodgers now. But I think uh, with the way it is in England specifically, uh, you know, when you watch Sunderland Till I Die, they're in like the third tier, and their diehards are still there. They're not bandwagoning over to City right now. Um, So I think that might be part of it is that they were already limited on how much they could grow Manchester City. They can grow it worldwide, but those people are not showing up to the Etihad every week to watch the game. You know, they might watch it on TV over here or come when they tour or when they go over to England, catch a game like Logan wants to, but they're not going to be selling out every game um, because United already owned that market. It's not even like they were like a team that was just already more established. United was the pinnacle of English football for a while. So I think that's where they kind of run into it, and Pep has never had to have this in his experience before. He's played, mm-hmm. you know, he's managed Barcelona, he's managed Bayern Munich, where they sell out all the time because they're the number one show in that country or in that area, and that's just not the case here.
2: No, I agree. I think it's a good point, yeah. and I think that's why we like this sport so much is, especially in England, like if you talk about their fans and I've got a kid that's in class that he's a Bolton Wanderers fan until he dies. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, I was like, so what's that like? Like in the United States, we get a team. If we got a baseball team tomorrow, right. In Orlando, you would have a bunch of people just disband and go and follow the Orlando team because it's local, but not nothing. They don't feel anything for the city. It's just because this team's here and it's local. I, I think with over there, it's more of like, these teams are like, like you said, Jordan, they're like, it's like passing down the family heirlooms. Like this is like passing down, Hey, here's my United kits from when I was a kid. And like, it goes that far and it's bred into like their school and their culture. And it's Cause so they've much- been
0: around since the 1800s, yeah. you know, like a lot of these clubs it's have war been games. so old.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's the war games. It was teams that they've grown fond to. And, you know, they've been tied into world war two and they've been tied into a lot of the wars that have happened in Europe. And uh, I think that that's got a lot to do with it, that people just feel such a huge sense of community where, like you said, United's been the big brother, and they'll always be the big brother, no matter how good we are.
0: It's funny, though, when I was at the Phillies or, uh, Orioles game yesterday, uh, the guy who's selling beer walking up and down the aisles, you know, he sees me in my Orioles stuff, and he's like, 46 games out of first place. What are you, what, why are you even, why are you, <laughs> why here? Are you here? Why are you still supporting them? <laughs> are you breathing? I was like, hey, it's, uh, you know, it's what I do. He was like, yeah. diehard fan. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you
2: like wish me good guy. luck for next year. Yeah, so. you're like the cute little fan that's sitting there like, oh, i yeah. him.
0: <laughs> well, you, you know was... what? Anytime – you know how like uh, – not to go off-handed too much, but anytime they would like uh, – John Means is throwing it over to pick somebody off, mm-hmm. the fans would boo. And he did that twice in a row. So when he was getting ready to pitch, I said, throw it back to first. You know, I was just like, (laughs) really, just let's upset them as much as we can around here. But (laughs) Watford Uh, uh, beat Norwich 3-1. You sound like them, Matt. Uh, (laughs) Watford beat Norwich 3-1. Emmanuel Dennis uh, scoring in the 17th minute. Uh, Pookie scoring in the 35th. And then uh, Saar scoring in the 63rd. And Saar scoring in the 80th. So Watford getting one over on Norwich. Norwich has mm. not been good. Uh, they did Maybe bring
2: ready already. Like, is that the thing?
0: We might as well just uh, <laughs> you know. They you know, Josh Sargent bad. played. They had him on the right wing, uh, which Great. was funny because people were upset when Greg did it. But it's like, well, I mean, his team just wants to get him out there, I guess. But. He played pretty okay. Like, he didn't get a lot of chances on goal, but he was able to hold up ball and pass it. But he just didn't – him going to Norwich is a, just a mistake, I think. But uh, they sit with zero points. Negative 12 goal differential, which is six more than Burnley. Um, they've only scored two goals, uh, which, you know, Arsenal has too, but Arsenal has converted those into wins. 14 goals given up, which is one more than Newcastle. So they're just hitting all the wrong marks. I, I don't even know what to say about them. They're just they're not good. They're not good. Which they're a championship
2: level team. They belong. The yeah. Run.
0: We thought they were gonna be okay, but uh or at and least they even decent. they even
1: lost today. Liverpool beat them three 0 Yes. Uh, the and and Liverpool. Had, I was watching that game. <laughs> at, at one point there was like three eighteen there was a Liverpool started at a sixteen year old, if we all wanna feel old. Um, and he looked better than half the Norwich players. And I think Norwich started a good amount of their actual starters. So I, they're not good.
0: A 16 year old really makes you feel old when you put that into what year they're born, which is like 2005. Yeah. Cause then you're like, wait, yes. I was in like high school. What?
1: <laughs> it was a big deal. It was a big deal today for, uh, that game was a good thing for Derby County. Cause, um, because Darby. he started Darby. Is it is it really Darby? Yeah, it's Darby. Um, because he started a game, Liverpool owes owes them 100000 extra. That was like some weird incentive. In oh, which is nice good because uh,
0: Darby is having some <laughs> trouble, aren't they?
1: I think they're yeah. going to get a
0: point deduction tomorrow. Yeah, 21, supposedly. right,
1: Matt? 21, yeah, yeah. 21 point. Yikes. Is it
0: 21? I thought it was 12.
1: Apparently there was a 12 and a 9. Holy That's what someone crap. said on Twitter. Yeah. And they're what really exactly
0: good, is this too. for? Do we know? Because it's been confusing when I
1: um, they did Once... one of the same things that City did, but City have better lawyers. I don't know what you are talking about. <laughs>
2: they got a they got a twenty three year old center back from Portugal.
1: No, you guys just have good lawyers. <laughs> yeah, they're expensive though.
0: <laughs> you know, they don't actually need the lawyers. They just pay UEFA uh, correctly.
2: People write to check. Let's just say they've got a really nice
0: ink pen. Like, <laughs> like, what do you want? A Tesla? I can get that to you, no problem. Uh, <laughs> country? I'll get you want to go? You want to go in space? That's the new thing. I can fund maybe that for you, only, no problem.
1: Maybe it is only twelve. I'm, I'm okay. I, twenty-one I, I, would be. Steve somebody said. Out. Somebody said twenty-one. Twelve's still pretty good. Every newspaper. Twelve
0: is four games. games.
2: If you gave Norwich twelve. They, you would send them right back. I think they
1: wouldn't.
0: Yeah. Oh, Midwest. yeah. Norwich would they would go even more into the negative somehow after that. It's
1: hard to read news stories when I need a subscription to the newspaper.
0: <laughs> that's why they. That's why they do that. Uh Aston Villa. We'll come back to that if we get more info on Derby. Aston Villa three, Everton nil. This was a shock result here. Maddie Cash having a great goal. Uh, Digne own goal, and then a Leon Bailey goal. Um. Which the Bailey Bailey was the one that whipped in the corner that was scored by Dignay uh, as an own goal, but yeah, Aston Villa, they're they're doing it right. They are tenth, tenth. But I mean, you know, to get that type of result uh, over Everton, who was up in six, and we were really saying like, oh, they look really good right now uh, with Rafa. There you go, Jamez Rodriguez. By the way, is looking to go to Qatar.
1: So a lot of money there. Everton career, had a lot of bomb. his career will ever be done. Everton had a lot of injuries in that game. I saw their starting lineup, and uh, DCL is out, Richarlison's out, Pickford's out, Jamez um, was out. I'm trying to think if there was somebody else I saw. They had I, I, it was like nuts. Um, they had so many injuries, I know Charleston got hurt. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Very... They lost ten to nine today.
0: No, no, no! They include That's the penalties, penalties in that count. Oh, I was so like, the penalties, minute. the penalty. I know. I don't know why Fat Mob does it. That's the penalties dumb. were eight to seven, the Queen Queens wild. Park Rangers. So it finished two two. Um, <laughs> it's almost like wait a minute. Charlie like... Austin scoring twice in that, but uh, yeah, the, not good for Everton. They're already knocked out of that. Yikes. Um, they, they lose this here. I mean, they're still okay in the league, right? I mean, wh- what do we actually expect from some of these clubs? It, Logan, you and I talk about this all the time on Stateside Soccer Show where the goal for most of these teams were to finish top four in their right. conference to get a home playoff game. And we've talked about it numerous times. There's not enough teams uh, – there's not enough places for all the teams that want to do that. And I think that's the same thing here. Most of these teams in the top seven or eight, Want to be in European spots and just can't. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's not enough spaces. There's not enough. Well, now there is with the conference league, I guess. Um, you'll you'll have some more competitions. Uh, people getting in competitions that way, but. Um... So what it would be
2: like? Our top, our, like at the top four here, would be obviously City, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man United. I think right. that next tier is Everton, Tottenham, West Ham. West- yeah. Maybe if they're healthy, and then after that, I think that's where you got the other teams trying to finish. I would say trying to finish ninth, tenth at the top half of the table. Like that's a good finish for like a Villa or Brentford or
0: yeah. Well, you know, for Brentford, know. that'd be ecstatic. be ecstatic. They'd be dancing in the streets if that's they throw a parade <laughs> yeah. if Brentford finishes in the top nine or ten uh, in their first year in the Premier yeah. League and like ages. I'd be or to or do it. it,
2: like because Arsenal... Arsenal and Leicester both are, I, I think, are weaker than they normally are. So, yeah, you know, those are two teams that crowd that top ten. So, it, it, but
0: here's somebody taking one of those spots. Brighton, as Leicester. they beat Leicester two-one. As that look at that segue, uh, Malpe scoring a penalty in the thirty-fifth minute, Danny Welbeck in the fiftieth minute, and then Jamie Vardy scoring a beautiful goal in the sixty-first. And what I mean by that beautiful team goal, watch that buildup of that goal. It's very pretty to look at, um, but. Not enough for Leicester as they've been struggling to start the season um, as they now sit 12th, right above Arsenal, with negative goal differential, which is not good enough. They're giving up eight goals, only scoring five. Leicester needs to figure that out. Um, But Brighton in fourth place. They're actually two points above City, which again... Last year we you know we jumped the gun a little bit on some of this stuff, uh, so we're not going to do it this year, but just a pretty good start for Brighton uh, and your Seagulls Logan.
2: Yeah Champions League coming for Brighton. Um,
0: we, that would be amazing
2: honestly.
0: I would, I would that'd be great. Even if I Chelsea had that. to fall out of the top four, I would like to see Brighton yeah. make the Champions League for the pandemonium that would cause an English soccer.
2: Yeah, and, and you know I think with Brighton, I, I think their biggest thing's been always defense. they're, they're a really good defensive team. Um, you add Duffy back in and you add in a, a player like Lewis Dunk. Those are two really good defenders. They sold one of their best top prospects with, in Ben White, but I think they got enough money back where uh, Zuma's looked really good. And, and I think that there's a lot of teams that are after him. Um, Malpe is actually scoring this year, which was a big thing that they wrote about last year being an issue. If he can't score, this team can't play in the Premier League. But now that he's scoring and finishing chances, they've got a good spot in and around him. And he's not even out there yet; uh, he's been out injured. So, once they get him back, they can already defend, and their attack's going to get better. And if you look at like their fought mob rating, like they're top seven in the league, so that's pretty good for them with shots on target. They're in eighth, and so pretty good for the Seagulls.
0: All right, let's uh, move on to West Ham, Manchester United. United win 2-1, Ben Rama giving them the early lead in the 30th minute for West Ham. Five minutes later, though, Ronaldo scores as he continues his form that? Uh, since joining Second, United. Second-rate
2: striker.
0: <laughs> and then Jesse Ronaldo? Jesse Lingard scoring against the team that he was loaned to last year, so he doesn't celebrate in that. And then uh, Mark Noble Steps up to take a penalty in the 90-plus-5 oh, minutes,
1: God, and that,
0: that is saved by David De Gea.
2: Did you guys watch that game? No, I didn't see any of the highlights either.
0: No, but I did. I, I saw the highlights. I saw the missed <sighs> penalty, and I saw all the goals. It was a,
1: I mean, it, it was crazy. It was, there were, a lot happened at the end. There was penalty shouts from United. I thought the handball was correct, uh, even though he was yeah. kind of close. His arm was pretty high out there. But the I hate that substitute to take the penalty. I,
2: they do that a lot re- recently. I don't get it.
0: Well, we saw that in the Euros with England yeah. subbing on yeah. players who barely got a right touch to on court. the ball, and they and then they're all young, and they go up to take penalties and miss because they haven't even gotten the flow of the game, or they're you know it's it's too much. It's
1: it. it this wasn't even a young guy. Like he apparently, yeah, yeah. I don't think he he had missed. Mark one he had missed one for years. And the moment I saw him come on, I went, he's going to miss it. And his penalty was awful. It was, like, down the middle. Like, he barely – like, just a little bit down the middle. De Gea hadn't saved a penalty in, like, 11 years. Like that's how well, bad that's, it was. He it's didn't tough saving games. penalties.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, Liverpool did it today. So, like, I don't think it's that Well,
0: <laughs> Well, okay. You get in goal, Matt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll,
1: I'll start hitting something <laughs> at you. Matt can't hit reach the post if he lays down. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, that's true. No, I just I, I hate that move. I, for a team like West Ham, that was such a big chance without Antonio to get mm-hmm. a point against United. That, that's huge, and I understand he's your veteran leadership. But I, I, from what I can tell, he doesn't even play. He's not. He's not even like the first sub off the bench. Like he, he's not coming on to help attack. He's probably, he's like a James Milner at this point. He's going to come on toward he's the 34. end of the game. He's
0: 34. Yeah. James Milner's like he's
1: 35.
2: He's like, like, like Frank Lampard when Lampard got old a little bit. He started making it's like best you, appearances. Yeah,
1: you come on at the end of games because you're a veteran that can see how to win. You know, you do the right things. I don't think you should do that. I don't care who it is. I He's Mr. I, West Ham.
0: Yeah, he is. 463 appearances. Yeah. They love him yeah. there, but
1: they're not That's actually what they call
0: there. him too, Mr. West Ham. So they have You're a mural. Good. They have a
1: mural of him, yeah. He's got a great he's got great hairline. Great hair. I mean, like it, it makes sense in terms of like I I was kinda like looking at their fans' message boards and they were all like, Oh, that was the right move and then everyone else was like, No, you never do <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, it was, I Well, I think what good. they
0: mean is if there's somebody taking Probably a penalty, forward. we'd rather it be him. But I think, you know, the subbing on for it is what can be Tough mentally, you know, like no, having to come into no. a game cold and take a diehard like a penalty to draw United is tough. And, uh, you know, we saw it in a world cup too, reverse that with the goalkeeper, you know, bringing in Tim Krul for penalty shootouts and that working. Um, but I think because I think that's much easier because you know, the goalkeeper saying, is think... like going to come in and be like hyped, he's gonna be, I'm gonna. All you, you can't lose as the goalkeeper. You either save yeah. it or you, it's expected they score it. You know, but for him, Mark Noble coming in, it's tough.
1: Yeah, I actually think there's some goalkeepers that are better in terms of just I don't know. Maybe it's yeah, better goal uh,
0: penalty stops. Yeah, uh, we had that, that with a um,
1: than Ederson when it comes to penalties.
0: Um, Nick Romando in MLS for um, Real Salt Lake. He was always like the best, one of the best penalty stoppers in the league. Um statistically, mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah it's something just that some people are better at reading it and studying you know studying which way usually they take them or whatever too so. yeah
1: I can just say i if i if if Liverpool did that I, I I would basically go, I think you're gonna miss it and I mean I don't want to think that but it's I, I just don't think it's a good move. yeah I, I think that's a that's a I missed agree. that's a missed point for West Ham. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's going to affect them by the end but I I think that's like a, that's such a bad taste in your mouth, I think, after that that kind of ending.
0: Yeah, they're in eighth place. They're right above Brentford, so I don't know if it'll haunt them too much. They've given up seven goals. They've scored 11, which is Again, great. They're,
1: they are uh, I mean, Tottenham. <laughs> these teams are very open. This yeah, Tottenham
0: gonna... <laughs> has only scored three goals. West Ham scored 11 so far. Uh, so that's only one less than Chelsea and Liverpool and two less than United right now. Mm-hmm. Equal a city. So if they can just show up their defense, um, they can get some more points for sure. But I think, it, it, you know, yes, you'd want the point there, but I think they they did as well as they could otherwise. But then to wrap up the week was Chelsea Tottenham. Uh, this was Thiago Silva in the 49th minute, Angola Conte in the 57th, and uh, Rudiger in the 90 plus two. Timo Werner getting assist on the last one there. Um I, I will say what I think the most impressive thing about this is, is it being an away game yeah. and still winning 3-0 mm-hmm. for a team like Chelsea. A team like Chelsea that will usually, especially under Tuchel at times, play more defensively um, counter. at times. Yeah. And, yeah. and But being away from home and still having 53% possession, an XG of 2.26 with 20 shots to Spurs' 8 – uh, while playing in Spurs Stadium, you know, um, that's not what's called, but I was saying like Spurs, Spurs Stadium. It's close. Um, it's
2: like London Hotspur. It is uh, the Tottenham
0: Hotspur Stadium. Yeah, but yeah, uh, you know, in front of sixty thousand fans, being able to get three points away from home that puts them still at the top of the table, uh, equal with Liverpool and everything except Alphabet. Uh, so.
2: No Lukaku goal and they still beat him three. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, pretty good.
2: Assists, still three points. <laughs> they're they're so good. Pulisic like still Matt,
0: injured. I mean, yeah, yeah, they got a lot of people that have not yeah. contributing right now that they're still trucking along. So.
2: This is what this is what like City had aspired to be. Uh, like, I, I their their depth is so good too. I mean, I mean to have, City should have went
0: and got Lukaku. Right.
2: Yes, they should. Yeah. Have. And There's no excuse that City's not sitting there with a nine. A number nine is the best team in yeah. Europe, as they claim to be. Um But like having Conte, having Ferner, having you know sick when he's healthy on the bench, having Ziyech, having Reese James sitting there, Ben Chilwell still hasn't played. I mean, that's that's a really deep team. Uh, yeah. Mendy, the, the,
0: the Chilwell thing is gotta be very frustrating for him, I think, because well, I mean I don't know because you're winning, but it's also like he was playing all the time under Lampard and Alonso was kicked off to the side. And then when Tuchel comes in, Alonso comes in and Chilwell's kicked off to the side. So I'm sure it's probably frustrating because when he signed for Chelsea, he was signing for Lampard. And I think that kind of yeah has, you know, that's what's so strange about um, soccer, you know, like uh, a lot of times, if we look at baseball or, or football, if a new manager comes in, new coach comes in. They're not able to bring in their guys a lot of times because it's just not as easy a player movement as it is for soccer over in Europe specifically where you know players are leaving 18 months after joining a team or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So like when, when does Tuchel get – men? I mean I know people talk about it some, but I always felt like he got the shaft because of PSG and the way he's treated there. Like, when do people start to throw in that he's easily one of the best managers in all of Europe?
0: I think if he wins the Premier League, that would be number one, because you would have won the Champions League. You would win, um, you know, uh, the, then you win this, um, the the Premier League. Because I think what they would want to see is him win a league as tough as the Premier League. Yeah. You know, he, I think he won with Dortmund. I don't recall. But, you know, winning with PSG, a lot of people just write that off. Mm-hmm. So uh, it definitely – I think he needs to win the Premier League and people will start talking about him more. I think he's already one of the best, but I think people will really start having their eyes open to it if he if he wins the Premier League over a Liverpool that's flying high with a established Klopp and with Pep and City. If, like, if, the, if Pep and City finish, like, fourth behind United, Liverpool, and Chelsea – That'd be really great for Ole, uh, Jurgen and Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. Yeah. Because Pep is, like, de facto considered the greatest, right? So if you have three people finish above him – and it's not like Pep doesn't have any say in the City team, right? Like, if he wanted yeah. a striker, they would have gotten a striker, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, no, they would have. All yeah, right. no, I think – yeah, I
2: think with the number of strikers they had lined up, he just focused so much attention on Kane. But then I, then again, I, like, when you're talking about Premier League, you're talking about – Three of the best to do it. I don't think Ole's up there yet.
0: Um No, he's, he's not. But anything. if he finishes but, if he finishes above City in this season, that's good I for think, him, he... yeah.
2: But I think Klopp I think Klopp and Tuchel right now, if I had to pick a manager, maybe Cleach, I don't know. Like those three, I guess. I, I, Klopp's had more sustained success, I think, even with a team that was a shell of a team last year, he still did pretty well with. Them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Klopp is the manager you run through a wall for, I think.
2: Yeah, I think so too.
1: I'm not running through walls, but you might with him, him. though. Uh, No, I mean I love him, but that's. (laughs) What if it was a thin wall? No. Okay. No, it feels like I'm going to get hurt.
2: Jordan, I don't know if you've seen Matt's new glasses. Matt looks like Jurgen, old Jurgen.
1: <laughs> when yeah, he had I have, glasses,
2: I have I have blue light glasses. They I
0: have know. the they have the Funko Pop of them coming out. You got to get it.
2: Yeah, you got to show gonna. Jordan the Klopp glasses because it looks he looks just like Klopp's like
1: glasses like his clear if you stay out the clear ones I think. No, I mean I have the clear ones, but that's yeah. like and just yeah, they're so hard. You can kind of like yeah, I had you know. a hat on. Yeah, hat on I'm Wear like your a
0: Liverpool year. track suit or something. yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's your
0: Halloween <laughs> costume. That's all you need.
1: That's what I'm going for. No, all um, you just
2: have to do is yell about how City don't have the fixtures. Like, with a German accent,
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. City, City, has has played,
0: City has played 35 less games than us. This is crazy. <laughs> uh, okay. Goals. Uh, so, so far leading the Golden Boot is Bruno Fernandez, tied with Antonio, tied with Salah, and right behind them, Cristiano Ronaldo, who just joined. Damari Gray, surprisingly, up there with three. A lot of people with three. Uh, Lukaku with three. Malpe Vardy with, with three. three. Uh, Ismail Assar with three. Greenwood with three. Right? I mean, Sadio Mane, Ben Rama, Malpe, Calvert-Lewin. I mean, there's so many people up there. We'll see how it goes throughout the season. But just always interesting how many people have had three goals. Uh, so Saturday is the big is a big one. Chelsea versus Manchester
1: City. When's that? Is that I mean it's Saturday? But is it the first game? Yeah. That's gonna get ugly.
0: It has the wrong time on my computer, but on my phone it should be the.
2: That's in London too, isn't it? Yes. Holy crap! We have a tough stretch. We have them, and then seven thirty a.m. Have... Then we have PSG, and then we have Liverpool. Liverpool. Got,
0: yeah. We got two seven thirty games, by the way. Uh, Manchester United versus Aston Villa.
1: What? Oh.
0: Then at 10 o'clock, we have Everton-Norwich, Leeds-West Ham, Leicester-Burnley, Watford-Newcastle, Brentford-Liverpool at 1230.
2: Brentford-Liverpool. That'll be fun.
0: Is yeah, two of Matt's A- teams right there. It's, uh, it's the Matt it's Darby. Oh,
2: it's in London. Okay. Yeah. They might the win Matt,
0: there. The Matt Darby. Yeah. See how it goes. Derby.
1: Matt Darby.
0: It's Darby. Uh, Sunday, <laughs> Southampton versus Wolves. And Arsenal versus Spurs, another London derby. Jeez, I feel like we've had a million of those to start off the season here.
1: There's Um, a lot of like really big teams. Yeah, (laughs) that's
0: true. Yeah. So Southampton (laughs) is is at nine. Arsenal,
1: Tottenham's at eleven thirty. Then on Monday,
0: Monday at three, Crystal Palace, Brighton.
1: Hmm. You know what's crazy about that Arsenal Tottenham game? Arsenal win and they're tied on points. Yeah.
0: After a hot start for Spurs, too. So that would be We always do this with Arsenal
1: lately, though. Like, the last
2: two years, we've just been like, oh, Arsenal, this, and Arsenal's not well, been playing well." Well, then two Arsenal's wins, there.
1: Their, their two wins are Norwich and Burnley, who I think are the bottom two teams. Those are relegated table. teams, I think. They beat the two worst teams in the league by one goal apiece. So I'm not holding them to that yet.
2: I'm just excited to see how this all plays out, because it seems like we you know, you go through these stretches where there's like a team that you're like, "Oh my gosh, what happened?" And then I'm
0: hoping said, it's a better title race than last year, and we'll have some more fun. This I think year. that's what it'll be different. I, was
2: I, I, saying, think, I think we're going th- to see a tight one. It's going be to be three. Great if great it's title three race, or four
0: they're... teams at the top throughout the whole season, and it comes down to the last day, like sign me up. That would be fun. That
2: would be fun.
1: It wouldn't shock me. No, I, it's, I, think I mean, how bad a little...
0: what do are... I remember the most out about that Manchester City 2012 win? Yeah was that it literally came down to stoppage time, and it was United and City trading places throughout the whole season and trading places throughout the last day, even, on who was going to win the league. And If we can have something like that again, um, that would be so good for for the league and for the excitement, uh, especially over here, um, people watching it. I feel 30. like, you know, it, we get hit a wall sometimes, like last year, where we're like, okay, I mean, like, the relegation's pretty much sorted. The top is pretty much sorted. Like, what else were we looking for other than fourth think, place? The middle. Yeah. <laughs> That's not I exciting for
1: anything. The key with it is going to be – it's going to be November, December, because yeah. mm-hmm. City and Chelsea have depth. So they have they have the depth. Liverpool I, – I fully believe Liverpool's starting 11 is possibly – just as good or better than those two but once you get past it it doesn't even match like they're that and you can't just run off of one team the entire season so if they can get through that portion because i don't think city and chelsea will have issues when it comes to congestion i think you're going to see them end up being fine but I do see Liverpool struggling with congestion. It's always my biggest worry is these games. I'm, sometimes I'm kind of like, I hope you just lose because I would like you to not play another game in the Carabao Cup. Um, if you can get through to January and you still have it close <laughs> between like these four teams, then I think it stays that way. Um, but if congestion hurts Liverpool and United, who I also am not really crazy about their depth, I think they have pretty, pretty weak depth as well. Um, if those two teams can remain... Up there, then I think the beginning of 2022 up until the end is going to be great. It's just going to be constant back and forth.
2: And I think the points, too, that Liverpool can get at home is a huge advantage, too. Because like City and Chelsea, they'll drop at home. Like they'll drop points. It's Old Trafford, they'll drop. Like I, I think with Liverpool, I think Liverpool gets six or seven points a year based on how crazy their fans fan, are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Virgil Van Dyke still never has lost in the Premier League. And, and I think you know, honestly
2: the best defense too. Right. I mean, I think if you're looking at, if you're looking at all of the players and all the talent combined, I think even w- with and I, I think you're looking at the best defense solid. I think,
1: yeah, year. I, yeah, I think the Chelsea are up there too. I think Chelsea play are. more defensive, yeah. which is why, but they also have, I think Lukaku is a more prolific scorer. Um, I think Chelsea gets Salaki. caught out some, too, because Chelsea yeah. likes well, Liverpool do, too. I mean, it's yeah. because they play that high line. But I think, like, the one thing that's crazy about Chelsea is I think they're a better defensive team with 10 men than they are with 11. I'm still like – No,
2: that, yeah, I can uh,
1: see that. It's crazy. But, like, Tuchel is very good at what he does. And that formation they play, it's going to be tough to score. Like, I, Liverpool's the only goal – those two teams have given up one goal apiece, obviously, against each other. Chelsea scored on a header that like Havertz dived toward the ball and like popped it up in the air in the perfect position for Allison not to get it. And then Liverpool's goal came off of a penalty. Though, so, to be fair, if Reese doesn't handle it, it might just go in as normal. And then it's just like a scramble goal. So, those two teams have only given up a goal apiece. And it's not like they've given up like open net, easy goals. Yeah. You know, it's taken. It's taken crazy things or, like, amazing finishes. Yeah. So I think defensively, those two teams are top. What they don't have is the ability to just outright maul you and attack like City does. I know City can struggle to score, but it feels like when City isn't struggling to score, they score five or six goals. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's Pep's system or the players with Pep's system. They just... You know, City it City are going to beat teams five, six, nothing. And I don't think Chelsea and Liverpool can do that. But Chelsea and Liverpool are more likely to beat a team two nil that they should as compared to like City drawing Southampton because it's like yeah. if City's off, then City might end in a game where they lose points. United are weird. <laughs> I have I have faith
0: there. in United. I do, but here's their schedule coming up. I was just looking at it. Are you ready for this? So they play West Ham in the Carabao Cup tomorrow. They face Aston Villa on Saturday. Then they face Villarreal in the Champions League. Then they face Everton on October 2nd. Then they face Leicester on October 16th. Atalanta on October 20th. October 24th versus Liverpool. October 30th versus Spurs. November second versus Atalanta, and then November sixth versus City. So even if you just take out the Champions League games, their next league their next league games are against Villa, Everton, Leicester, Liverpool, Spurs, City. But they're all teams that can get some points off of that United team.
1: They're the reason they're in like when I watch them against West Ham, they're a team that can look god awful. They just look terrible. But they have two Portuguese magicians. Yep. Where out of the blue, Bruno does some pass that you didn't mm-hmm. know that defies the laws of physics, <laughs> and they score. And then you're like, because I personally believe they were getting dominated against West Ham. West Ham scores a goal, and you're just like, okay. And then you sit back for one second, and Bruno just fires some weird pass, and it's got some magic on the ball that the goalkeeper can't handle, and Ronaldo's there, or Ronaldo's yeah. on the end of it, and he. Finds a way to get it under the goalkeeper's legs. They aren't the most impressive team when you watch them because I do still think their midfield is—it was bad. Like both watching Fred and McTominay, I, the most common phrase was they lost the ball or you know West Ham get the ball from them. But their attack has you know Greenwood too. Greenwood, you give them like one inch of space and got he three finds goals it. already. Yeah, so they have possibly some of the most dominant and Rashford's
0: injured, right? So when he comes back, you still have Rashford.
1: They have the most dominant magic making attackers where they can look so bad and then hit four goals out of the blue. And you're just, you don't even know how it happened. And so that's, I mean, until you find a way to stop that, they're still going to be up there because I don't think the other teams can do that again. Even city can score five goals, but it's because they're just dominant. you just go, you're you're like they probably could have scored ten, but you know maybe they decided Pep doesn't want to score too many goals because that might bring some fans or you know some some crap like that. Um, but it's they all have their strengths and it should be those four teams just battling it out. I hope they all see healthy. It'd be it's gonna be really close, I think. Well, Navi Keita hurt his foot today kicking the grass. If you want to search quotes on Twitter, so <laughs> that seems
2: Liverpool though. <laughs> we got a couple more coming. Somebody bit somebody's tongue or something. Another player's tongue. They're stuck together. They can't play anymore. What were they doing? Making out, probably. <laughs> Have you seen how close they are? They all ride bikes and crap. That's true.
0: Uh. All right. I think we're good, right? I, th- I think that yeah. is the 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 week of, right? Like I think we've covered a lot there. We'll see how it shakes out. Um. But yeah, uh, big game, City versus Chelsea. We'll see how that goes this weekend. But you can follow us over on Twitter at Stoppage Show, Facebook.com slash Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Email us Stoppage at gmail.com or Instagram at Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Thanks for listening and have a great rest of your week. Kane has stolen it to death. That's what he's there for. Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show and listen to us recap the English Premier League from our perspective. We'll also be talking some Champions League and any other leagues that impact world soccer.